This is Jason Kristoff. This is podcast 102, I believe. <laughs> it is May 8th, 2021. And what we're going to do today, we'll discuss alcohol selfies and we'll discuss the psychology of the non-threat. Now, if you don't know what non-threat means, and I hear my phone going off in the background, so please allow me to uh, mute that. Thank you. For, thank you for that. Now, the non-threat is something that's going on in the world today. You can definitely see something odd ha happening on a psychological level. We see humans doing everything they can to destroy themselves. And if you're looking to understand why humans are waiting in line patiently, six foot distance apart, begging to be euthanized. I was, I mean, I was talking to uh, a man who works at a senior citizen's home here in Cornwall, Ontario, Canada today. He works there and he says the seniors are dropping like flies after their second shot. He, seen, he says, I've been studying it and it appears that there's a six, six week delay after the second shot when they just pass away. Um, he was saying he knows of a nursing home where you couldn't get a senior in there over the last five years. They, they're what we would say completely sold out uh, there's, you know, potentially 150 or 200 beds. And today they have the equivalent of 50 beds that are open. And, and this is what's going on. So how do people go along with this? How are they literally convincing themselves that this is a moral and ethical duty? Or how are they convincing themselves that this is okay well, it has to do with the, be the psychology of being a non-threat. Now, this has to do with the subconscious mind again, the subconscious. And we'll review this subconscious part of the mind as many times as we need to so that people can understand how their behavior works and why they do what they do. So the subconscious is a part of our survival and safety mechanism. It's there to make sure we survive. And its primary function is to scan the environment and look for repetition. It loves repetition. It loves counting repetition simply because it knows that the more repetitive an idea, the more repetitive a concept, the more repetitive a behavior, the more repetitive a shoe or car, or anything. I mean, it loves repetition because it sort of reflects what most people are doing. It likes the word most because most is just another word for safe or what the bigger herd is doing, what the bigger group is doing. So this part of the brain is, you know, basically scans the environment, downloads the repetitive content and then forces you to act out that repetitive content in an attempt to secure your safety in the bigger herd. So the bigger herd takes you in and says, oh, he's like us or she's like us, let us in. So 
why are people acting insane or why are they euthanizing themselves? Like, why are they like, forget, I, I guess we should forget about, you know, the nurses and doctors that are euthanizing the seniors right off the planet and pretending not to notice. Well, that's the odd thing about the subconscious mind is that it doesn't really care what's moral. It's being shown to do, to have that sort of function. Morality doesn't come into the equation with the subconscious. It's all about fitting in. So if you have to be immoral, you have to euthanize people, you have to kill people, you have to take away someone else's life. It's been proven 100% concretely that most humans will do that simply because the subconscious mind scans the environment, gets the messaging and the repetitive imprints regarding what most people are doing or, or what the safest card is to play. And then that subconscious mind formulates our behavior and sort of pushes it into our neurological system and we act it out more like an actor. Let's pretend the subconscious mind is the movie studio or the, the script writer or even the director and we're, we're there to act out the instructions by which we're going to be safe. So basically, if everybody else is being evil, the subconscious is the first one to analyze the situation and without emotion delivers the message into our neurological system and pretty well sends us a memo and says, yeah, everybody's evil, but to fit in, you're going to have to be evil because what the subconscious would get the most repetitive imprints in the evil category. And there, therefore, that office speaks to your behavior office through memo and says, hey, <laughs> for you to, you know, not be a threat, because we're talking about non-threat behavior or how people are, you know, how being a non-threat is involved with destroying yourself today and like destroying the life in yourself, destroying the life in others, destroying the life on the planet, this part of the brain, the subconscious would formulate a memo and say, yeah, everybody's doing it. And then, you know, you might echo back, what do you, everybody's doing what? Well, everybody's killing everybody else or taking away their human rights or taking away their dignity or stealing their money, stealing their life. And the subconscious can make that call and does make that call in milliseconds. And the people who rule us know this about humans. They will legitimize and fortify whatever lie they have to live out in order to make them like convince themselves that they're moral and ethical people but the majority of the behavior of most people falls in this category where the subconscious is constantly feeding them exactly what to do exactly what to think exactly what to say exactly how to behave and if everybody else is behaving immorally and unethically the subconscious will simply hop to it and replicate and duplicate and mirror and emulate that behavior. And again, the people who know or rule us and have ruled us for thousands of years on this planet know this about uh, humans. And that's why the people who rule us were very interested in the TV stations and the radio shows and the newspapers. And you can see they, the management of all those modalities by which they're going to control 
the repetitive content that the subconscious mind sees, you can see they've all been centralized. It's it, Centralization is where a very few people control everybody else. So we, you know, it used to be there was a local newspaper in every town and now there's not. There is a local newspaper, but every local newspaper is controlled by one, you know, one big conglomerate, same with the TV, same with the radio stations. And that was done purposely by the people who rule us because they know that if you can control the repetitive content of what humans see, you access their subconscious mind and its innate design to mimic and emulate the repetitive content. So you can literally give people through the repetitive contact, content acting evil and killing other people. And this is what they do a lot. Like they sit back. You can see eventually, like say if the military came in or the police get aggressive and then maybe the citizens get aggressive back. But see, everybody there would have been fooled by this technology, this psychological manipulation. It's called behavior modification where the uninformed were pitted against the uninformed and all and the people who rule us have done this for ages started wars over nothing uh, they broke up the land masses into fake countries so you could have them versus us or red versus blue and then they just use that repetitive content pathway into the subconscious mind to program whomever to be on different sides. I mean, between the police, the military, and the regular citizens, there's one enemy, and it's not each other. It's these fucking losers that live in the bastions of power within government, science, medicine, and they do this as a pattern all the time. So this psychology of a non-threat... And the reason I told that story is because if you need to understand the alcohol selfie and the psychology of the non-threat, the human that just keeps his head down, mediocre, underachieving, and they follow the herd and do exactly as they're told to their own detriment, right? To their own detriment, to the detriment of the kids, they're injecting poison into themselves right now, injecting poison into their kids. But that's not the only thing they're doing now. And it's not the only thing they've ever done to be a non-threat. And this has to do with the subconscious mind always analyzing for repetition. And the repetition that any, like if you're alive and my subconscious is seeing the same thing as your subconscious, is that from the day we got here, Anybody, since the day we flew out of the womb, since the day we arrived, the subconscious is very quick to see the repetition in regards to anybody that wants to be better. And, that, and this is how simple it is. Anybody that wants to be better, anybody wants to think on their own, anybody that wants to rise up above the mediocrity, Anybody that wants to challenge the status quo, anybody that wants to walk outside the consensus trance and have a debate or a discussion that we could maybe do better than living inside a poison 
an indoctrination-based control grid, the subconscious has seen that that person is attacked, belittled, ostracized, punished, fined, jailed, or even killed. So the subconscious mind, just picture it like a server at a restaurant. It's got the old notepad and the pen. And it's come to the firm conclusion that if you want to be better than the mediocre and underachieving tribe, well, you're probably going to get at minimum a little bit of static. And at maximum, you're probably going to lose your life, lose your job, lose your friends. And then this part of the brain, like I said, it's safety, survival, and uh, security mechanism. And it doesn't really feel safe being alone. It doesn't feel safe not having a job. It doesn't feel safe outside the herd. So you're always getting pushed up these scripts through the analysis of the repetitive content to be a non-threat. So when we talk about people today that are literally poisoning themselves uh, and their kids, and you know, I'll put up the eight or nine or ten doctors now in the show notes that go on record and say anybody that's taking this vaccine is going to be dead in six months to 18 months. Be dead. And there's so many people dropping like flies. I mean, I'll put up the latest counts of the vaccine-induced deaths and vaccine injuries from the United States. I'll put up the latest count from the EU. I mean, and we don't, in Canada, they don't even care. People are dropping like flies. They don't even count them. We don't even really have a publicized reporting system for vaccine deaths and vaccine injuries. They just write it off as, uh, you know, Jim died after the vaccine. No big deal. Let's move on. And that's the evilness. And you mean I'll even put up a doctor? This is doctor, and there's there's a lot of there's a lot of examples like this. So we have this doctor, a surgeon in the United States. He was 48 years old, and in February, I think it was fe- mid February, he posted on social media that. And I'll make sure this is in the show notes so you can see it. He posted on social media that he got a second shot. Now this second shot, of course, is designed to kill, and these. 10 doctors uh, will explain clearly that it is designed to kill. It is killing. And that that's the point is when you're run by your subconscious mind based on the script, you can't help but kill yourself because everybody else is killing themselves. That's how crazy it is. But back to this doctor. So he bragged on, you know, he bragged it was mid-February that he got a second shot. And again, like I said, the second shot is the one that's just completely devastating and dropping people like flies. And then he even took a little shot. He said, I th- <laughs> he took a little shot at the conspiracy theories. Uh, I don't like to be called a conspiracy theory any- uh, theorist anymore. Fortune teller is probably a bit more accurate. But he took a little shot at the conspiracy conspiracy theorists and said, you know, I just took my second Moderna shot. Um, I just got hijacked by the hive mind, just coming out of it now, kind of ha 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 with the conspiracy theories. And then six weeks later, he's dead. So, you know, he took a second shot. Six weeks later, he's dead. And you see his obituary. It's the same guy, but I could put up 20 of those. I could put up 20 doctors, 20 nurses, 20 nurses' aides, because they're, they're dropping like flies any, any, everywhere in regards to them not having full control of their behavior 
because it's controlled by the repetitive content on the screen. And that's what drives their behavior. So this sort of, uh, and you can see the six-week, you can see the six-week death sort of cycle there that my friend who is a, uh, a nurse at a senior's home here in Cornwall, we see the six-week delay there that he took it in February and then we got March, April. Yeah, it's probably about eight weeks. I think he died maybe nine weeks. And what that's what my friend was saying. He was saying it's like, kind of looks like it's six week for seniors. Uh, the second shot, de- uh, you know, death spiral. And then he says maybe uh, a little longer for younger folks. But the doctors in the show notes are going to explain that Anybody has taken this vaccine literally has six to 18 months to live. Now, I don't say that to scare people. I say that to, look, just take some interest, go and listen to these medical doctors, explain what's going on. If you've taken it, try and do a detox. I don't wish death on anybody. I mean, that's why we do these podcasts and shows and sort of put our own lives on the line because we're we're trying like truth tellers like myself they're trying to condition us to keep our mouth shut and condition our subconscious mind through repetitive punishments to just shut up and let them get rid of the old wood and to get rid of the old stock on the farm but again the subconscious mind is very like it it's very smart and it's there in a loving way to always protect you and it doesn't cast any judgment it doesn't cast any moral judge, judgment or ethical judgment if if doing evil things makes you fit into the herd and in, increases your survival well then you're going to do it and obviously there's some flaws because this non-threat component that I'm talking about let's say the alcohol selfie let's take an alcohol selfie as a prime example, the alcohol selfie is literally a symbol that you're going to put out to the public that you are a non-threat. So this non-threat protocol that many humans are acting out today is being driven through the subconscious mind by the repetitive content that's controlled on movie screens, TV screens, and all media to make sure the subconscious, which is the protector of our, you know, of us through our behavior, realizes that look, if you're average and mediocre and you're a shit show, you're disorganized, you're bankrupt, you're sick, you're in a wheelchair, you're amputated, you're, you know, you're just a human mess. This is the behavior that will will allow government and authority and and corrupt forces in our society will literally pass you by. It's almost like what I call the self-sabotage Passover. And that's just another way to describe this non-threat psychology, maybe using alcohol selfie as the example. But the self-sabotage Passover, I don't know if you're aware of the the real Passover story, <laughs> the typical religious story of God killing people. We could analyze that, but I digress. So the, the Passover story is God is going to come kill your kid because he loves you, <laughs> of course. And the only way to stave off God, the loving God from killing your own child, is you got to hop to it 
and get a lamb, cut the lamb's throat, and then quickly spread the lamb's um, blood over the archway. And then God arrives at the doorstep or at the archway or the threshold, sees that you did some killing already. And because killing is good and God needs killing, God says, good work, you know, Jeremiah, you killed something before I got here, satisfied the killing quota, and then I don't have to come in and, you know, add more misery to your household. So I'm going to move on down to another house that maybe hasn't partaken partaken in the killing as of yet. I'm going to go kill their kid. And that is the real Passover story. And if you think that sounds good, uh, you're probably inside the label agenda where you judge labels instead of the meat and potatoes of what you're actually looking at. But the self-sabotage Passover is the exact same thing. The self-sabotage Passover is that there is corrupt authority in this world and they will beat the shit out of you financially, physically, mentally, spiritually, if you dare rise up to your best self and you become better, question authority, you don't want the poison, you don't want to inject the poison, you don't want to drink the poison, you don't want to eat the poison, you don't want to watch the poison, you don't want any of it. Well, then God's like, well, and the thing is, that that's the problem is that there is a sacrifice. You're not sacrificing yourself. So the self-sabotage Passover is corrupt authority coming to your door and opens your door and you got the tattoos, you got the vape stick, you got the beer, the alcohol, maybe a little McDonald's straw that we used to do cocaine with when we were younger. And basically you're demonstrating symbolically that it's okay. The authority of this world doesn't have to beat you up, doesn't have to beat you down, doesn't have to kick the crap out of you. Because you know what? You are literally saying to the corrupt authority, don't worry, I got it. I killed myself. I'm poisoning myself. I'm keeping myself down. I'm destroying the best of myself. I'm removing my power. I'm removing my energy. I'm destroying my potential. And you, the self-sabotage Passover, you literally smear your own blood across uh, on top of the threshold or across the threshold. And you literally symbolically gesture out to the government, the corrupt government, this crime syndicate that beats the hell out of anybody that wants to be, uh, you know, flex their true human potential. And you say, hey, you don't got to beat me up. Look, I'm smashing myself in the face. I'm kicking myself in the balls. I'm poisoning myself. I'm injecting myself with poison. And look, if you look deeper into the house, my wife's overweight. She's drunk. And high, she smokes cigarettes, she smokes weed outside, we got the vape sticks, the kid, we got the cancer-causing Wi-Fi around the kid, uh, we got the frontal lobe of the kid shut off because the kid's watching TV, we made sure to feed the kid, uh, you know, microwave chicken nuggets, and everything here is about destroying human potential, 
uh, and it's a real polite conversation. Thank you very much, corrupt government. We really appreciate the visit, but we got everything taken care of inside the house. We're beating the shit out of ourselves. And yeah, there's there's a guy down the road, Jason. He's trying to be better. He's trying to make more money than other people to provide better things for his family, but more more security. Trying to protect his family from the poison. Um, trying to be successful. Trying to help other people. You really got to go put the boots to him. He's really a threat. I'm a non-threat. So don't you don't have to worry about where I live. You got to go worry about the people. And and the government agrees. Now the people are actively you know, actively acting out this behavior for the same reason they act out any behavior, repetitive content. Since the day we've been on this planet, we see that people who are great, who want to be true leaders, moral, ethical, and connect with their innate human potential, they are attacked and destroyed. Where basically no one hates the janitor, everybody hates the CEO, and the subconscious takes note of that because it's very repetitive and lets you know that, yeah, take the alcohol selfie so that everybody sees that you're a non-threat, that you're destroying yourself with alcohol. And if you don't know how poisonous alcohol is in the show notes, we'll put a whole, I think I did a video Uh, a vlog and a podcast about how unhealthy alcohol was and that's the reason all these poisons are in your community so that you can actively participate in the psychology of the non-threat and you can sort of have this wide array of choices so that you can execute the non-threat manipulation like the psychology the psychological conditioning you can execute the non-threat um, you know program with a vape stick with takeout food with pizza with m- smoking marijuana with non-organic food staying up too late polluting your brain and shutting your frontal lobe off with the military weapon that we call tv it's a literal buffet of of fake choices where you the only choice you really have is to destroy yourself in many different creative ways so that the government passes you by and says well they're already destroyed we don't need to destroy them outright because actually they're destroying themselves you know like when that kid in the park the bully in the park when you were young uh, it happened to me. I was from St. John's, Newfoundland. There's a lot of bullies there because there's a lot of alcohol abuse plus a lot of religion. And uh, those two go hand in hand. So the bullies would come up and uh, grab my wrist and then smash me in the face with my own hand. And then they would say, stop hitting yourself. And then they do it again and say, what are you doing hitting yourself like that? Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. We'd all have a bit good chuckle. I mean, they wouldn't draw blood. That was just the way Newfies kind of bonded with each other. But this is what's going on with the majority of the population today. They're, they're actually drinking alcohol every night, smoking, eating junk food. They're overweight. They're going to the hospital to get toxic drugs. They, the subconscious, I have to be honest with you, knows that the drugs are toxic. 
they, the subconscious knows the doctor can't make you healthy. The subconscious knows that no one going to the doctor gets better. It's already, it's a, it's a processing supercomputer. So why would the subconscious want you to go to the hospital to get medications that are guaranteed to make you sick and die early? It's because it's the safest way to basically walk through Satan's realm. Like even though the walk through Satan's realm would be shorter because you're guaranteed going to die earlier drinking wine, drinking coffee, eating takeout, eating cereal, cow's milk, yogurt, cow's milk, cereal. Like you just, you're going to die. But it's, it's sort of a safe trip because no one really harasses you. You sort of just get lulled in Pied Piper to, to, <laughs> you get lulled to sleep sort of over time and the subconscious is sort of judging that that might be the best route to leave the planet because if you're awesome, you can get attacked and maybe leave in a more violent and sudden way where you're also going to feel very vulnerable because you're going to feel outside the herd. So the alcohol selfie, and it doesn't matter if it's an alcohol drink and you're staring into the camera or you're, you know, taking a draw of the vape stick and blowing it into the camera, taking a selfie. It doesn't matter if you got like four pizzas on the counter. It doesn't matter if you're taking a selfie, you're at the hospital and you're like, I got a sore throat, wonder what's wrong. I got diarrhea. And the do- I'm waiting for the doctor and the emergency. You know these folks. I mean, if you understand psychology, the- you can understand why they're doing it. They're literally saying, I'm down. I'm keeping myself down. I'm keeping myself destroyed. I'm destroying my potential. I'm destroying my power, my energy. And I'm doing that so that I can feel safer and feel like I'm protected from attack because the government is so corrupt. If anybody refuses the poison, refuses to beat themselves down voluntarily, they're always attacked. And this is what alcohol selfies are for. They're worldwide declarations on social media that you are doing your absolute best, working 24 hours, you're on the job, wrecking yourself. And if you understand psychological manipulation, what's called behavior modification, which is certainly, you know, ground to a fine tip at places like the Tavistock Institute in the UK and Stanford in the United States and MIT, where they... Every experiment ever done on test animals regarding brain function and behavior are done to gather information that will be weaponized against the public. So our social engineers know what what repetitive content they need to put in the movies, the TV shows, on the radios, and in the print media so that we keep voluntarily destroying ourselves and that creates this power differential so that the people organizing this can stay in power because we're always removing our power and as we remove our power they're actually ancient black magic energy sorcerers when our power when 
when our potential as human beings is destroyed, and you cannot ask a physics teacher that energy is neither created nor destroyed, just transformed, when we take our human potential and destroy it with alcohol, chemicals, poisons, vaccines, medical drugs, there's actually a transformation of the energy where the energy leaves our system and literally enters what's called the ether. If you follow the work of Nikola Tesla, he he has the ability or did develop the ability to extract electricity from the air. And what's happening is when we destroy our own potential, our own human power, electricity, life force, or, or pre, uh, I think it's called chi or prana, is leaving our body, getting into the ether, and then the, the, that's how the ruling group extracts their energy and then recycles it back against us by hiring doctors to poison us or hiring police officers to enforce non-constitutional rules that take our rights away. They're removing our power, and like all ancient black magic sorcerers, they're recycling that power uh, into themselves and then firing it out at us like lightning bolts, and the only way we can stop our power from getting to them and then being recycled back against ourselves is for us to harness our power and keep it for ourselves and recycle it in our own lives, recycle it in our own bodies. Even the Egyptians used to have this, this sort of tool called an ankh that, that the ankh was a symbol for recycling energy in back into your own field. And we, we should know that, yes, if we start recycling our energy back up, we break the uh, self-sabotage Passover contract that we have with the crime syndicate that is uh, posing as our altruistic government, where if we try to be better, uh, basically, if we try to reject their poisons, they poison everything. Your medications are pure poison. The vaccines are pure poison. They spray poison on your food. They put fluoride poison in your water supply. They approve every product is toxic. Teflon pens, microwave food, baby aspirin, Tylenol, new car smell, leaded gas, leaded paint. I mean, some of their attempts to poison us are so obvious. DDT, thalidomide, it it doesn't matter mercurochrome i mean look look into how george washington uh passed away two doctors showed up one bled him <laughs> you need your blood that's what carries your your chi or your prana and then the other doctor applied mercury because they said mercury made you healthier now they've been pulling this horse and pony show a pretty long time and a lot longer than you <clears throat> being here on this planet. And you have to realize when you do an alcohol safety or a selfie and you put your compliance to this agenda on display, well, maybe you still do it, but realize why you're doing it. Realizing you're raising a glass of poison to the camera because you're too cowardly and not brave enough and you've never taken your full rite of passage from child to adult. You're, you're afraid of the schoolyard bully. And even though the government 
will advertise anti-bullying day. The government's the biggest bully on the block and always have been. They're mentally defective, anybody in government. They're psychopathic. Uh, they project their filth onto you. It's called psychological projection. They're bullying, and then they have the nuts and the balls and the audacity to have an anti-bullying day and say it's the kids. Oh, those kids, they're, they're bullying each other. No, <laughs> they're mimicking and copying and mirroring what you, the government, is doing 24 hours a day, bullying people, killing the natives of every continent on this planet. That's what the government does. It's a, it's a death cult. Everything is about death. And we've been basking in their <clears throat> negative energy of death so long that it, through osmosis, it rolls out onto us and we absorb it. We're absorbing the hate that they have for us to the point where we hate ourselves. Like how else could you circumcise your newborn uh, male infant? How else could you in inject brain-damaging aluminum in the vitamin K shot and then brain-damaging mercury in all the vaccines do you not see the hate? And again, if you're not understanding these concepts or these truths, you're caught up in the label agenda where you're like, oh, it's circumcision. Well, what's the label to excuse this basically death cult ritual from the cult of Molesh? How are you bypassing what you're doing to your own kid? Well, you're caught in the label agenda. Oh, it's medical. Oh, there's your label. You see the medical label? Walk away. It's like a big, like, do not enter sign. Maybe you use the religion label. Someone, God said to circumcise your kids on the eighth day. Well, God can't talk and God can't write. So you might want to put that together. How old this cult really is regarding tricking you through repetitive content to destroy yourself, to destroy your kids, to destroy the planet, to destroy every living thing that's ever walked on this earth, they would, this ruling group hates life. It loves death. It gets so many benefits from death, I couldn't even, I couldn't even uh, do, I, it would take me four hours to try and explain the benefits to them uh, spiritually, economically, physically, power-wise, politically, for people literally killing themselves. And up until the point where they're finally off the planet prematurely, living this disempowered, poison-based existence, there's so many benefits for this cult. And I used to, I remember reading the Bible when I was a kid, and I don't know if it was Noah um, I don't know which character it was, but they were saying, you know, someone was like 1,100 years old. And at the time, I thought that was impossible till I started to realize the genetic manipulation and the poisoning that this cult has been doing on this planet for so long. It wouldn't shock me one bit to find out that the natural lifespan 3,000 or 5,000 years ago for a human was 1,000 years. And they've been whittling away at that for a very, very long time. Do you have any proof of that? No. Would it surprise me if someone did? Absolutely not. 
because this particular cult has been on this planet for a very long time and they're obsessed with death and poisoning and they control the repetitive content in our TV shows, our movies, especially our news releases, newspapers, radio announcements, government policies to literally ride in on the subconscious pathway to make sure we know on a subconscious level that being our best is very dangerous and that being a non-threat is the safest card to play. And I'm telling you, have some courage, reject the poison, get ready to fight when the fight comes to your door. Fight for your right to be the best person you can be, the smartest person, the most successful, the most creative, the most inventive, the most innovative, the most caring. Fuck the government. You don't need an entity like this. How could you even believe that your life would be worse if there wasn't a crime syndicate stealing half your money and poisoning everything from your water to your food to your medicine to your cell phone to your TV to everything that you use comes with a vapor or direct application of poison. How can anybody with two living brain cells left to rub together think that their life would somehow be less on any level if this crime syndicate wasn't there to tell everybody what poisons to take and when and how much money they're going to steal and when. This is getting absolutely ridiculous. And this is why this fake and fabricated COVID no-demic, pandemic has been orchestrated because I'm not the only one figuring this out. A lot of people are figuring this out. So they have a choice. Let people figure it out and their power gets removed because we recycle the power back into our own lives. It used to be a voluntary poison and indoctrination-based control grid. You could take your kid out of school. You could homeschool. You don't have to indoctrinate them. You could throw out the TV. You don't have to indoctrinate them. You You didn't have to vaccinate before. You didn't have to inject the poison to cause the brain damage. You could get organic food. You could, it was a voluntary indoctrination and poison-based control grid and now the big great reset is they want it mandatory your poisoning will now be mandatory says the crime syndicate your indoctrination will be mandatory says the crime syndicate you will believe the lies you will speak the lies you will repeat the lies you will write the lies or you will be removed you will be removed at first through you know, internet access. Your job will be removed. And if you continue, well, you'll have a social credit system where you'll simply die of starvation because we'll control the food supply and your Interact card won't work or your Visa card won't work unless you repeat the lies and inject the poison. And that's called double-bind mind control, folks. I'm not too sure if you're aware what double bind mind control is. Double bind mind control is the most dangerous form of mind control ever developed. It means damned if you do, damned if you don't. So, for example, I got some family members. Um, you know, they said they did their research 
before they went and got the vaccine. Let me tell you something. You didn't do the research because you are the research. <laughs> That's what you don't understand. This is an experimental vaccine and it's not even proven to protect anybody from COVID. So why are you taking it? It's killing and crippling people across the world with doctors are saying that people have taken these vaccines won't live more than 18 months, doesn't protect from COVID, and the government gave a complete blanket immu uh, finan legal immunity if the vaccine kills and cripples you. So again, you know, double bind mind control. So let's say the two groups, you know, you got 35% of the population, and it is only 35% who has decided through safety and through the uh, non-threat protocol that they're going to go inject poison into themselves because simply to inject poison into yourself in this area, you can walk safer through Satan's realm. But only 35% of the people fell for that. So there's your first step of double mind bind control. There's the double bind. You take the vaccine, like door you know, door number one on the wheel of fortune or whatever, you get the prize between, behind door number one, you take the vaccine, you're going to die in 18 months. But then if you don't take the vaccine, they attack you, you might not be able to work, you're dead in, you know, 24 months. Uh, because if you got to go work at Amazon, you got to go take the vaccine eventually, then you die over there. See, the, the double bind mind control is what they're doing here, folks. Double bind means damned if you do, damned if you don't. And that's the test, folks. Uh, philosophers will tell you that that's the test when your government has become tyrannical and corrupt. Is If you're put in double-bind mind control, you take the prize be behind door number one and you die. And But you can pick do uh, door number two and you're dead as well. <laughs> so that's called double-bind mind control. And the double-bind is the most vicious uh, psychological behavior modification tactic ever developed. It's like even some of my friends, the nurses, they know, um, you know, that they need a job. So if they, they're there and they're participating in killing people, so that's like a spiritual death. And they're trying to avoid the vaccine, but if they take the vaccine, they also know they're going to die. So it's death or death. Which one would you like? Do you want to die or do you want to die? And that's when you know, folks, you got to get off your asses and do something. No one's coming to save anybody. You got to start speaking about it. You got to have some courage. I mean, even if you took your mask off 15 feet from the exit or walked into a store until they said, oh, you, you know, you got to wear your mask. I mean, put it on 15 feet late. Take it off 15 feet before you get to the door. Inch by inch, folks, inch by inch, start showing your defiance over and over and over again. Speak about it, make a podcast, make a video and reject all the other poisons, right? Stop poisoning yourself. Stop doing the stupid alcohol selfie. Stop vaping. Stop digging in the ground like you're a gopher hiding, for, hiding from a predator. It's a false threat. The government doesn't have the power to poison you 24 hours a day. Only you have that power. So stop doing it. Stop falling for the non-threat alcohol selfie psychological manipulation and start taking care of yourself and recycling your power back into your own system like an onk 
and start using that power to do great things for yourself, great things for your family, great things for your community, and, and great things for other people who might not have the power yet to do things for themselves. Don't treat them like an infant. Give them the knowledge, give them some extra help, and if they keep coming back like they're an infant in a high chair, get them out of there, kick them over, and move on to someone else. But the fact is, with your power, you can do more, and it's about don't beat yourself up. Stop punching yourself in the face. Stop poisoning yourself by your own hand. It makes no sense. Break out of the mind control. And look, if you want to really break out of the mind control, that's what I do for a living. That's what I, that's what I do for a living. I use the same brainwashing techniques. You got a subconscious mind. I could, I could hack it in a real devilish way with negative repetitive content. But I don't. I use the same brainwashing techniques. I drive in on the subconscious pathway. I put empowering repetitive content. I put a thing, a content that are going to make you feel safe being your best, feeling secure being your most abundant, feeling safe being loving your mate, feeling safe loving others and supporting others. And it's like a knife, folks. Subconscious mind control, mind hacking, brainwashing, behavior modification. It's like a knife. It's like any other tool. You can grab the handle end. You can use it as a weapon. Maybe prepare some food. That, that's when a knife helps you because you grab it by the handle end. But if you grab it by the blade end, you cut your hands up, you're injured. You could get infected. You could lose your hand, your fingers, your wrist. It doesn't work good. The government's always making you grab the blade end of the knife. Try grabbing the handle end. Reach out to me at jason at freedomfromselfsabotage.com. Tell me you want to change. I'll send you some information on the programs that will help you change. And uh, if you like it, get it. If you don't, just keep listening to the free content. You'll get it eventually. And, and that's how we're going to move uh, ahead as a society. So look, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Stop taking the alcohol selfies. I won't comment negatively if you do, but for the love of God, know what you're doing. You're actually screaming out to the world you're afraid to be your best and that poisoning yourself is the best you can do to find safety. You're better than that. I'm better than looking at that. We can all do better. We just have to know how we're getting psychologically manipulated. We need to keep our power and we need to move ahead. So adult up, lion up, level up. This is Jason Kristoff signing off. Thank you for listening.